You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. The Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapade listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and Jeremy and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 882, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us on the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Jeremy, Brandy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Well, we've been talking about this. The holidays are in full swing at the Disney parks. And we mentioned to you that Disneyland and Disney World both have a candlelight processional version. Of course, Disneyland's came first. They're different because Disney World's is at Epcot in a permanent seating area of American Gardens Theater, while Disneyland's processional is only for two nights and they invite guests. Sometimes they have a few chairs left over and they have some standby room, but because it's in the front of the park, it makes it impossible to have as many people as they do at Epcot. So they also, for Disney World, they list out who's going to be doing the speaking, who's going to read the Christmas story. But at Disneyland, they keep it a surprise until it happens. And so the speaker this weekend was Marvel actress Brie Larson. And um, she narrated at 5.30 and 7.45 on both of the evenings. I'm sure, I don't know, I have not checked it out, but I'm sure someone taped it and put it on YouTube. So if you're interested, you can go on there and watch it. All right. Well, we should check that out. How often do they switch those out? The person who's doing it? So Disneyland, that's it. Theirs was just one weekend. Oh. Oh. Epcot's is every two to three days. Now, there was a a thing last week because... And Margaret was supposed to be there and this other person who I wasn't familiar with and both of them canceled and they were back to back and they had to get somebody last minute. Yeah, I know John Stamos was in Epcot this evening, actually. Oh, really? Yep. I watched it. It was a live stream. So (laughs) I know because I saw it. (laughs) I told them I was so excited because I was supposed to be there when Neil Patrick Harris was there. All the times I've seen it, I never seen him. And then they changed it and it's nothing against the poor would I tell you guys new kids on the block? Yeah, Joey McIntyre. Aw. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> I'll take pictures for you. Okay. I remember now that, that because we were talking about how Disneyland, it's such a big deal and it's so like exclusive and hard to yeah. get to. And it's only the two shows, like two in one day. Because we were saying that they could use that theater that they had. It was the musical that they had for a short time. And that theater's just sitting there empty right now. The Rogers story or whatever? Yeah, why didn't, I I just don't understand, but. Yeah, they should put that to more use. So as y'all know, there's nothing like Disney. They do so many things magically to make us want to come back time after time. However, some critics this week made a good point that they may have diehard Disney fans rethink their next vacation. Because according to Disney critics, Disneyland ticket prices 
have quadrupled since the year 2000. That's, that's what I said. Sorry, folks. Um, quadruple. That's right. Like four times higher than what they were in the year 2000. So in the year 2000, the most expensive single day ticket was $43. That's the most expensive. Now a single day ticket, and this is not the most expensive single day ticket, but a single day ticket in 2024 is going to be around $194. So that is a 351% increase. Some people argue that it's, you know, oh, due to inflation since the year 2000, which yes, partially, but um, I don't see inflation like that anywhere else. But I was going to tell you that I think car parts, I don't know that they've increased this much, but, and I realized how long ago that I first started driving, but I remember buying my first set of windshield wipers and they were like $8. I am not that old that they should be $80 for car windshield wipers. And so I asked Brad yesterday if Joey went and got them replaced. And I was like, yeah, how much was that? And he's like, $80. I'm like, they better sing and stay on that car. (laughs) (laughs) $80? It's a piece of rubber. I didn't think they were that expensive. I feel like you can get them from Costco for like 30. So I guess because he worked at the car car parts place for so long, he knows which ones have better wear and tear and which ones they had to replace often. So he put the ones on there that are supposed to last and they have a guarantee. Gotcha. Still, I'm just like, dude, inflation. Inflation. Yeah. I'm a banana weirdo and (laughs) there's so much inflation just on bananas. Oh yeah. It's like, what? It raised like 20 cents at one grocery store here anyway. So Disney appears to be in some hot water again. Uh, Shanghai Disney, let's talk about that. Uh, They're supposed to open a ride, Zootopia Hot Pursuit. And unfortunately, there's a problem. Uh, It seems like there was some online artwork, which has also been featured in some, I'm not really into the furry world, but the furry fan art as well, uh, was used in in the queue of this ride without permission from the original artist. And this has happened before. Uh, the piece of art is framed. If you can look online, then it shows it right there. And it strongly resembles a piece of work that was posted online multiple years ago. Disney hasn't released a statement yet, but we hope that they are able to come to terms with this or it could stop the opening of this long-awaited ride from happening. Uh, Zootopia Hot Pursuit is supposed to be a lot like Mickey's and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway at both Disney World and Disneyland. Um, So hopefully Disney's legal team will get this all taken care of uh, so the ride can open as planned. And I'm also thinking they may need to revisit their ethics and standards uh, with their Imagineer personnel. Who knows? Because I believe three weeks ago on TikTok, it was posted. If you look into this a little further, there was some artwork uh, of the Tiki statue by an artist. And that's some other Disney artist took credit. I forgot the name of it and I should have written that down. But you can go a little further. I mean, this is just, just recent within, you know, the last, month so now that this is up it's kind of putting this on on hold any thoughts on that man i just don't know how they think that they can do that it surprises me like they have such great imagineers and you know they have lots of people that they pay for this isn't just you know a one-man job and they're scrambling to figure something out and you know beg borrow and stealing like this is a huge corporation with lots of people in charge who can do this. This is their job. So like, why would they then take somebody else's art and call it their own? Well, Joey had a good point. 
at dinner, he was saying, cause I was, he was talking about what some of the lead stories were. And he was like, Hmm, wasn't it Bob Chapek that let go of a lot of our Imagineers from Disney world hmm. and Disneyland. And he said, maybe that's the problem. They had drawn this art and they thought, well, they technically were Disney employees, which we've heard these stories before. And then they're put opposing them as their own or another Imagineer that didn't get let go is using it. At, I don't know. But Joey's like, mom, that happens all the time. True. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, that would make a little more sense than just Disney being like, I think we're going to just take this one. Right. Well, I have a say it isn't so. So this involves an alleged kidnapping at Disneyland Park. So So first videos claimed that a young girl was kidnapped by a man through a secret tunnel in the bathroom. The mother actually wanted Disney to break through the floor. Now, this event happened in October. It got a ton of attention on social media until about November. Um, A video was even released of the supposed kidnap girl talking in fantasy land with Mickey Mouse behind her. The story being told was terrifying, bone chilling, and then to find out the some of the links that people will go in order just to spread a rumor. The interview, in fact, was not a live interview, but an interview using AI. That's right, artificial intelligence that made its rounds on social media. This video raked up 32 million views, made the young girl famous because so many people thought she was missing. People in a world where kidnappings happen every day, please don't create more work for the police and run them on a wild goose chase. If you ever want to get so famous, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, more trouble for lying and accusations. It's not worth it just to be called famous. And I mean, frankly, I think most of us as parents can, that is just awful to even do that because for most parents, just the very thought of losing their child for, you know, if you've ever even lost sight of your kid for five minutes, it is absolutely terrifying. It's gut-wrenching. Yeah. It makes your heart, like, you can't even believe that you're still functioning if you lose your child for even five minutes. So the fact that someone would do this for attention is really awful. The fact that AI can do the things that it's doing, it's, it's frightening. It really is. It's just crazy to me. I was so mad when I read this article. I had to leave it and come back because I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Because there are so many people that are dealing with this in our country. Well, and then that movie that came out, I can't remember. I went to the movies to see it. It talked all about how they trick people and steal kids. Oh, like the human trafficking networks and all that. Yes. Well, and so much of that too, like it just, it further, um, blurs that line between what you can believe with what your own eyes and what you can't and I'm very like skeptical of anything I hear I mean I always I'm always want to be safe and aware of my surroundings and I try to educate my kids about that too but there's some people that go out on a limb like oh my gosh there's a leaf on your windshield that's human trafficking don't touch the leaf on your windshield they've marked your car like I mean sometimes people are like a little right over the top and they think everything means something and sometimes things don't mean anything, but you see things like that and it just further scares people. And there's, I I guarantee you, there's plenty of people that don't know that that was a whole, that that was fictitious. Of course not. Yeah. There's, I think it's real. You don't always hear the, the, the aftermath you hear the, this got shared this many times and you don't follow up that later and you just think it to be true. And so it becomes very scary for people and makes them think that, oh my goodness, there's, there are, tunnels under the ground and Disney bathrooms where you can steal kids and then they're scared. Mm-hmm. So as we all know, the latest movie wish came out on Thanksgiving day. And this was an interesting story I had to share with you guys. 
We told you last week that it didn't do as well as Disney hoped or anticipated. And Stephanie told you the enormous price that they budgeted to make this film. So critics are saying that this movie has an underlying story within it. Go back to the Imagineers that we were talking about before. They think this is like an underlying story that the Imagineers put in this movie for a purpose. In the movie, King Magnifico says... People come here because they can't make their own dreams come true. The journey is too hard. It is too unfair. They give their wishes to me willingly, and I make it so they forget their worries. King King Magnifico is portrayed as a benevolent ruler while treating his subjects and their wishes like toys. So some are saying that King Magnifico is a stand-in for Bob Iger. Just like the Roses in the movie giving their wishes to King Magnifico, Disney fans give their wishes to Disney slash Bob Iger, and they are let down. Now, while we still love Disney and we still love to visit Disney, we do feel like Iger has lost the Walt Disney side of him. So if Bob Iger, if you're listening, please bring Disney back to what Walt created it to be. Because if people really do roll over in their grave, I'm pretty sure he has done it several times. What do you guys think about that? Because I never thought about it. Like they could do that without ever, without somebody realizing. If they don't realize that's what they're doing, yeah, but if it gets out, like those people would obviously lose their job. <laughs> like he has the power to then take their job from them. So true. that would be a pretty risky thing to do. But what a way to look at it. Right. It's a great allegorical interpretation, in my opinion. Yeah. I never thought of that. Kaylee's going to see the movie. So she's going to tell me uh, tomorrow. So she's going to tell me what she thinks. Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it was done on purpose. Thing is, is you'll never know because they're not going to come out and say it. So. They're not going to say, yes, that's what we did. I did that. I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can't prove it for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, apparently some slick guests figured out a loophole with Genie Plus system and Disney caught on. Don't worry. It's been fixed. It's stopped. But on the days that the Magic Kingdom had that hard ticketed event for the party, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party or for Mickey's very Merry Christmas party, Guests, we all know, are allowed to get into the park at 4 p.m. Well, they were buying Genie Plus in the morning, and then they were spending the day loading up their Genie Plus app with sought-after rides, which caused guests who actually were within the park that day to not be able to use them. Um, So that has been stopped, thank goodness. Um, But we're a little bit, I mean, no offense, but a little bit like, really, Disney IT, you can do things that's quite surprising because most of the time you just let us go ahead and struggle and ride that struggle bus with all those glitches and computer issues that you throw us but this one you fixed so let everyone know where you can find us the backseat of the struggle bus go ahead and step up the game and fix some of those other things too it i mean Part of me was impressed that somebody was actually able to figure that out. At the same time, I realized it wasn't fair to the people in the park. But I still, I never even thought of that. And I went to the party. I didn't, on my birthday, we didn't go to a park until that night. I could have totally been doing that, but I didn't think about it. It is no more. So I guess were they, they were, they didn't get into the park at four. So they were just like stacking from four on how how did no because at 7 a.m you bought you can buy it at midnight yeah so at 7 a.m they booked their first one and you get to pick the time and then not with genie plus 
I don't know how they figured it out, but they were able to get some of the rides. So when they got there at four, they had. No, they can buy it at 7 a.m. It didn't register that they were just hard ticketed events. That's the thing that was the loophole. But how did they get into the park then to use it? They got in at four. Oh, okay. So they bought Genie Plus in the morning, but they didn't schedule anything till after they got there? Or were Correct. they just being... Okay, because I was like, were they just being mean and taking everything during yes. the day while they yeah. were there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was mean in general, because in the whole point of the party, like, they're supposed to be really low, like, ride wait times. Like, would you even need to do that for the party? I mean, it's the whole point of the party. Um, In that some places. So unnecessary. That seems so unnecessary. Well, well from only- four until the park closes, you could be using that Genie Plus, though. So. Yeah. And the people, trust me, they were there for, well, my husband's cousin's wife met us. She literally came in the park at 550 because she found out we were there. She wanted to see us. She didn't have tickets to the party. So she literally checked in at 550, came, met us, took a picture, and then hiked it out of there. Mm. Oh. So they took up the let the people that were there till six o'clock when they got escorted out because they didn't have their little bracelets on. They took rides from them for sure. Interesting. It's taken care of. We mm. don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> I thought of you, Jeremy, when I read this. This is why I gave it to you because I could see you with your camera. Yeah, my last trip there, I took over 3,300 photos, but I narrowed it down to 627. Anyway, on Tuesday, December 5th, the Walt's Dreamer statue, Dreamer's Point, and World Celebration Gardens opened at Epcot. And if you didn't realize it, that is also Walt's birthday. So happy birthday to Walt. So why not celebrate his birthday by opening this amazing area at the park? Four gardens are in the center of the World Celebration, including Dreamer's Point, which is where Walt's Dreamer statue is sitting. And that statue depicts uh, Walt in his later years of his life, sitting on a bench with his hands clasped and a smile on his face. And probably guarantee you'll have photo pass there as well. Um, The area will also evolve with different seasons and it will include lighting elements that will take on a whole new life at night. It'll be a pretty cool little area. Um, Also in celebration on Walt's birthday and the 100th anniversary celebration, Luminous, the Symphony of Us debuted. Luminous featured two original songs, as well as a new arrangements of classic Disney songs. The show began with voices from around the world showcase welcoming you to the gathering, followed by the original song, Heartbeat Symphony. So exciting. Forever is kind of that filler show that's moved on out, and now we have Luminous. I'm wondering if they're going to live stream this tomorrow. I hope so. Right now, Resort TV One's doing the last one right now, but... They were talking about in the chat, I was looking at what people were saying, so I'm hoping they will. TV One was just talking about the copyright issues possibly for streamers. So we'll see. I hope so. I'd I'd love to see it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to be there, but I think unless this is like goes over the top with people bragging about it, I'm pretty sure that the girls decided we're going to Magic Kingdom to watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And when are you going, Vicky? Um, uh, 12 days or something like that. Awesome. Don't know, something like that. It's on the DL. I've been doing a lot of DL this year. 11 days, I'm very wrong. Jealous. I, we're trying not to think about it because we have our concert next week, so we have to get through next week. Very fun. Well, and more great news. Disney World has just extended the hours at all four parks for the month of December. They change depending on the date, but the extension allows everyone to have more time to feel the magic. The Magic Kingdom's closing hours range from 6 p.m. on Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party nights to 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and midnight. The Animal Kingdom's closing hours range from 7 to 8 p.m., which allows guests to see the amazing Pandora at night. Hollywood Studios' closing hours range from 7 p.m. to midnight on December 31st. And Epcot's closing hours will be 9 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. 
And Epcot's closing hours will be 9 to 9.30 p.m. December 1st through 30th and 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. on December 31st going into January 1st, 2024. For the exact times for each park, you'll want to check for the dates that you'll be visiting. And we do appreciate that Disney realizes we need more time to celebrate the holidays in the park. And you really just need, there's a lot of bodies there for the holidays and you just need more places for people to go. It's crazy. The park reservations are booked for the 30th and 31st for Epcot and Magic Kingdom. And they have been for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, they always book that out. Are the fireworks more special on New Year's Eve? Yes. The thing is, Magic Kingdom does them the 30th and the 31st, but Epcot only does them on the 31st. So most people go to one park on the 30th and one park on the 31st. Oh. I've never seen Epcot's live on New Year's Eve because I heard that it's insane. Oh, it is. And I know that Magic Kingdom is too. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. They could just live stream it and then we could all be involved. There you go. I have watched the live stream of the New Year's Eve from Disney before. Good. Well, I'll be in Branson, so I will watch it from Branson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it was one of the first times Abby really wanted to stay up to watch New Year's Eve festivities after our first trip. And I told her, I was like, it'll be on YouTube. Awesome. So... So are you going to be at Disney in the very near future for the holidays? Because if you are, you need to make a trip over to Port of Orleans French Quarter to get yourself some Mickey-shaped beignets filled with hot cocoa-flavored filling. I actually think they're topped, not filled. I think the ones in Disneyland are filled. Anyway, you get three Mickey-shaped beignets that have a dusting of hot cocoa powder, fudge drizzle, snowflake sprinkles, and a pipette of chocolate milk. Chocolate milk for just $7.79. That's weird. I read that too. I was like, really? What's a pipette of chocolate milk? <laughs> I think it's chocolate milk icing. Could it be milk chocolate? I guess. Yeah. That sounds like a deal for $7.79. The classic beignets are also going to be available. And what a great way to surprise your family and friends with a special sweet treat for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Beignets are always a good idea. Oh, That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but this is what I'm looking forward to, but I left it for my good friend Stephanie because I know oh. how much she loves Gideon's. You know that Gideon's has my heart. And so I was very excited to see that I got to talk about Gideon's. It's December, which means that they have their flavor of the month. And this year they have returning from last year, the Kris Kringle and the Krumpus cookie. And let me just tell you, I need the Krumpus cookie. Like I need it. So there's anybody, Vicky, anybody who's going to be there wants to bring me back a Krumpus cookie. I will do my best. <laughs> so the Kris Kringle is a cookie that tastes like a sugar cookie with a plethora of white chocolate chips and then a prominent coffee flavor and sugar sprinkles that look like glitter on the cookie. It's beautiful. And the Krumpus cookie has that um, traditional chocolate chip cookie. And then it has mini chocolate chips topped with full size chocolate chips and slivers of Andy's mints. Um, some people say that maybe the Andy's mints are also inside the cookie, but they didn't really disclose that. They just said that it has them on top or it has a slivers on top. Both of the cookies do look amazing. They were big time sellers last year. Although we couldn't find the cakes for December, we know that the Kris Kringle and the Krumpus cake were there last year. So it's possible that those are the flavors as well. Um, The flavor of the month cakes are sold on just Wednesday and Saturdays. If you're going to be in Orlando and at Disney Springs, make sure to stop by, get yourself some of those cookies. Remember, there's a six cookie limit. I know because I always get (laughs) the limit. 
That's why you bring friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hey, let's continue to talk about food since we're on this topic. Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs is coming to the boardwalk in Disney World. Fortunately, the opening has been pushed back to 2024. But this new location will have some favorites from Disneyland Resort as well as some brand new ones exclusive to Disney's boardwalk. So let's get your sneak peek. Mexican Street Corn Dog. Interesting. Pickle Dog. Lemonade and strawberry lemonade, the non-alcoholic beverages. Fresh spun cotton candy. Now the pickle dog will be making the journey from California to Disney's boardwalk. And what it is, is a, you know, the word says it right there. It's a deep fried pickle wrapped hot dog that is a guest favorite over in California. It will be interesting to see if it does well in Florida. So we'll see. But Gina tried one of the pickle dogs while we were in California for the agency homecoming. And she liked it. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see what everyone else says. And we'll keep you posted on the new opening date. Anyone going to do that over at Boardwalk? It has to open first. <laughs> well, when the time comes. Yes, I know. I knew <laughs> what you meant. I would try it. I'm into savory mashups and stuff. I would totally try it. Was this like a stand, one of the kiosk stands uh-huh. as we walked past? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it always did have a line. It did. They had, a, what was, I was trying to think of some of the other ones they had. But I couldn't even remember. There was a hot one. Oh, I know. Because there was a jalapeno pepper with the hot dog inside. And a lot of people ordered that while we were waiting for Gina's pickle dog to be made. Hmm. But yeah. I remember going to Memphis years ago and they, you know, it was the only one and only time I ever had like deep fried pickles. Those are good. They're good. Deep fried pickles are amazing. Yes. Deep fried Oreos are good. Mm-hmm. Deep fried a lot of stuff is good. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not good for you. Exactly. I would try it. I've had like dill pickled relish on my hot dog every once in a while. Like, so yeah, I would would give this a try. Well, some very exciting news. The Hatbox Ghost has finally arrived at the Magic Kingdom for the Haunted Mansion ride. You'll see him at the endless hallway scene by the never-ending passage and grinning at guests. So the Hatbox Ghost joins the 999 happy haunts that already reside in the Haunted Mansion. The floating candelabra remains in the eerie hallway, but we will miss the chair that sat right at the beginning of that hallway. The Hatbox Ghost replaced the Donald Duck chair. Guests have wondered whether the addition of the Hatbox Ghost in this particular location will negatively affect the lore of the Haunted Mansion, but Disney Imagineer Daniel Joseph shared at Destination D23 in 2023 that since Hatbox Ghost is an unhappy haunt, he can come and go as he pleases. Which is interesting. I'm glad that I didn't know that he said that. I just got that this weekend because I know several people have said, how can they put it there? That's not where the happy haunts go. So... The Hatbox Ghost, that's a whole, um, I just learned about this, that new newer uh, documentary series about behind the ride or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just finished the Haunted Mansion episode and it talks about the big deal of the Hatbox Ghost and what they wanted to do with the face mm-hmm. and the box and how they couldn't get it right until like just recently, like in the technology. And so it's, it's a whole big thing to have in there. It's like a really cool part of the history of what the original designing Imagineer wanted. I'm excited. So I'm glad he's home. I won't get to see him this time, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> hallway is actually my favorite. I know this is going to sound weird, but when I was a little kid, when I first went, the hallways freaked me out. And that's always been my favorite, like, Part of, I mean, I love the the whole attraction, but the hallway, the endless hallway thing with candelabra is like my favorite part. So 
It's freaky. Yeah, it is freaky. And even to this day, I have a thing about hallways. Because you probably watched The Shining and then yeah, you've that's been in- part of it too, as well as, yeah, there's many, many other things. Like you're still nervous about how hallways? Is that what you're saying? Like hallways still make you nervous? Oh yeah, dark hallways. Even in college, my dormitory, like the, the hallways were just dark and just anyway, I'm weird. Poltergeist hallway. I mean, there's yeah. tons of movies that blow that up for you. Ghostbusters with the ghost saying shh down the hallway. Anyway. Oh, the creepy librarian. Yeah. But having the hatbox ghost there, I think it's kind of alleviates. I'm not starting to say I'm scared of that hallway, but it's just, um, oh, I like that it's there and I don't. I'm just kind of 50-50 because that's my favorite part of the whole attraction. Because they could totally have somebody jump out of there. I've, that's what I think every time I go there. I'm just waiting for somebody to just <laughs> jump out. Someday they're going to do that. And then I'm going to wet my pants. You <laughs> <laughs> need a change, huh? Yelp. Well, let's give a shout out to all our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to listen to our craziness, sometimes more crazy than others. I know there was a lot of kind of sad or crazy stories this week because I was really looking and my daughter, I must have had a scowl on my face yesterday and she was like, what is going on? And I'm like, I'm trying to find some good stuff to share because this, I don't want to just sit there and share a bunch of negative things or sad stories that are going on. And she's like, Well, sometimes that's how it goes, mom. So thumbs and rounds. That's right. So please go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or comment because it really does mean a lot to us. We love to hear what you guys have to say. And, or you could just text me because we love to hear from you guys to hear what you have to say about the show. If you want to be a travel agent, if you have any kinds of questions, we love to help. Yeah, we do love hearing from you guys. Um, And that leads us to our next special request. We're putting together a special Christmas episode and we want to hear from you. So if you could text us and tell us what your favorite Christmas memory is, it does not have to be Disney related. Of course, it can be. Um, We want to share your memories with all of our listeners. So you could text those memories over to 636-373-4497 by Thursday, December 14th. So we can share them on our Friday, December 22nd show. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at once again, 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. And if you like a free quote, just please contact Vicki, Stephanie, Brandy, or myself, Jeremy, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki will be talking with her friend, who is also Vicki, about some tips and tricks she has for Disney travelers with kiddos before and during the trip. Those are always useful. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Grab the adventure. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. Can you remember back to the simpler time? Back to the watercolor days that still run through your mind. Just my old friend and me Running through an open field The way it used to be The feeling that our hearts could just take wings We could live out all our dreams The journey there was never far away But like a dream come true Still inside
Remember